Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal is done. Yes, you do. Got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, when to run. It's been a long season, a fun and enjoyable season for the boys uh, all uh, from Fantasy League. And uh, now to talk about uh, fantasy football, the final round is Josh Corby from uh, Talking League Podcast. Josh, welcome back, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Uh, just uh, limping into the last round with the mass restings. <laughs> It's uh, absolute chaos in the fantasy footy world. We'll talk about that in just a moment, how that does impact, because I imagine it has a, a lot of knock-on effects. Before we do, the big uh, the big talking point right throughout the week has been the uh, the Latrell-Mitchell incident. Um, how did you see it? Uh, your thoughts on that, um, the fallout, the, the, the criticism, and, and then also the reaction from uh, Roosters coach Trent Robinson. Yeah, it was good. I actually I enjoyed the the theatrical side of things with the coach uh, coming in and just giving a bit more than the old cliches that they usually do in their mm. after match press conference. I I sort of tend to um, uh, yeah, I think he's hard done by. To be honest, in a contact sport, it is hard to get it right sometimes when you you're going in to to try and get the edge over the opposition. Um, the injury to Manu definitely didn't help. It should have been a penalty, and he definitely was always going to get weeks. But, mm. uh, um, yeah, sort of, I don't know. There, there's been plenty of talk from, from either side of the argument. But, I mean, where do you go mm. if uh, if you keep penalising uh, the contact of things when it, it, it is really a contact sport? Mm. Um, well, after Magic Weekend, uh, they, you know, they they changed the rules around all the suspensions, and the you know um, that definitely would have been a send off in round ten back then, and it probably should have been. The NRL has held its hand up, saying it should have been a send off, and players know that you know direct and forceful contact to the head, whether it's intentional or not, um, you're going to go, you're going to go for ten, or you're going to get sent off. Um, Fully, so uh, I, I'm a bit like you as well. I mean, I haven't got a problem with the way Latrell rushed in there. I mean, it is an aggressive, high collision contact sport, but I think um, I think at the end of the day, he probably needs to just rein things in a bit, make some adjustments, because he, he seems to be spending a, 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 too, far too much time on the sideline. And I think uh, Bunnies fans would probably um, probably echo those thoughts. Uh, at the end of the day. All right, let, let's move on then. Resting players, obviously it affects you guys uh, playing the fantasy league more than more than others. How do you deal with it? Yeah, well, I, I mean, last year, Melbourne and Raiders, I think it were, that rested almost all their team. And this year, a few more teams have jumped on board. I mean, Melbourne 
set the precedent and um, and they won the comp. So you got to guess there's a little bit of merit to it. And I didn't think it was going to be such a big thing, but um, yeah, it's always in the back of your head that it's going to happen. And if you put the the coaching football hat on, you can totally understand it. Um, I mean, it makes sense. But yeah, when it comes to the fantasy footy side, uh, it does hurt. And and this year, more than any, with the suspensions, injuries, and the and the limited trades, uh, it really has uh, hurt a few people. I mean, if you've got 14 people to play out of your 17 um, that you have to to get your points, then you'd be pretty happy. But um, yeah, there's a lot of people have got less than 14. Mm. Uh, you you think sides should be trotting out full strength teams in the final round of the season, or, or you can understand why the coaches are doing it and uh, they they have the prerogative to do that? Yeah, I mean it, it's starting to be a, a bit more of a thing. Like as I said, Melbourne did it, but now mm. you know multiple teams are doing it. Um, I don't know the AFL board in that rest round before the finals, and mm. I don't know whether it it is a thing to maybe look at for the NRL to try and take it out and, and get more stars on the paddock. But, mm. um, yeah, it is a tough one because, you know, not that we're getting to go uh, to watch the footy as a crowd, but if you're even just watching a game of football at home, uh, you want to see the best players on there. Yeah, no, you do. Let me ask you another thing on, a, on another topic, away from Fantasy League and... Uh, you know, if you follow the English Premier League, you'll know that in the final round of the season, all the games are pretty much at the same time, aren't they? Um, the Super League, we used to do that too when I worked over there um, because you had relegation as well. It was called Shakedown Sunday, the final round. We weren't sure who was going to make the top six, I think it was back then, and what team was going to be relegated. So all the, t- all the games kicked off at the same time. So you don't know what's happening down the road. Um, all you have to focus on is winning your game. I think there might be some merit to that as well because there's going to be games over the weekend uh, and given results from previous matches already played, it's going to influence how these two teams go into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that is another big one too because um, even in the fantasy football world, you've got to choose a captain which gets double points. And two of your big captains this week are Nathan Cleary and Tom Tabovich, who have been the two outstanding players you know, on the paddock and in the fantasy world. But a lot you touched on there, if Melbourne win Friday uh, first game, the Eels playing a pretty substandard... uh, Panthers playing a substandard Mm. Eels team, yeah, why would you risk it? When it's a a nothing Mm. game, you've locked in second place, and then Eagles, same thing. Well, there you go. If uh, results go their way and they have got fourth spot wrapped up with um, the Raiders and... Was Eels losing, mm, mm. Um, then yeah, the same thing there. So yeah, that that's another tricky one as well. Mm. Um, I guess it just falls in place and a bit of a luxury for those coaches to um, to sort of <laughs> wait and see what the results are beforehand and, mm. and rest some of their players. And, and, and the again, other, you, yeah. you know, yeah. So the other thing, the other thing too is, is betting as well. Yeah, betting markets. It, a lot rides on it. A lot rides on it. I, I think it. I think it might be worth the NRL thinking about. Um, call it Shakedown Sunday. Call it what you want. All games being played at the same time. Very difficult though with the with the TV rights, etc. All right, let's get back to uh, to what you're on about. Really, is the fantasy league big week for those chasing overall honours? 
Also, grand final week um, for a chosen few. We'll make it quick if you've got some trades left. Where do you go? Who's the one must-have player, Josh, for the final round? I think um, Nathan Cleary, if you'd sort of hoped um, if uh, that Melbourne can win or, um, yeah, I'm not sure if, if Para can actually give them a, a shake just with their team. But Nathan Cleary against a pretty ordinary uh, Eels or reserve-grade Eels team would be a good one if you could afford him. Uh, Brian, Brian Toto or Angus Crichton, couple of others that would be pretty handy to get in this week. But uh, like I touched on before, mm. if you can get just any playing, um, any players that are actually playing this weekend and field the 17, uh, yeah, you're probably a, a step ahead to a majority of the competition. Mm. You had your pod, your podcast, did your awards night last night, I understand. Uh, how, did, yeah. how did it go? Give me some recap. Yeah, we, um, I think it was, Ten awards all up. Um, a lot of the awards uh, reflected the highest point scores, but which also reflected the better players. So Tom Tabojevic was uh, cleaned up quite a few awards. Nathan Cleary in the halves, and and so on. We actually the two sort of big awards was the the dud of the year, the Gus Gould no no no, and it yeah, got then... the sound over. <laughs> and uh, then your old man, the um, how good is this bloke, the stud of the year. Okay, um, which yeah. went to Tom Tavoyevic and James Roberts, those two. Dud of the year went to James, yeah. I'm assuming? Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no, Roberts no, no. Okay, and uh, how good is this man is uh, Tommy Turbo, yeah? Yeah, Tommy Turbo. He, he pipped um, Nathan Cleary there. Mm. Oh, I think it was about 5% of votes, but yeah, they pretty much mm. shared majority of the voting in that one as well. We don't have a big forum of voters for our award. Um, basically, it's me uh, and, uh, and and this <laughs> bloke in the studio with me at the moment, Mad Russian. We're, we're the uh, the voters. Now, our listeners sometimes send some texts through. So we've got our Rocket Man Awards. Um, you know, Rocket Man, the, the great song, Elton John's um, famous song. He's I under, well, We're trying to get Elton out here for the uh, awards night. Um, but with COVID, yeah. you know, we do it. We're doing our level best to get Elton out here. Uh, we got a bronze statue of Elton, and um, yeah. holding his balls, holding his his students. <laughs> so that's what our our Dalliem equivalent goes to. But Tommy Turbo's way out in front. Um, James Tedesco is in second position, but a, a whole lot of work for him to do. So anyway, keep your eyes peeled on this, and we might be able to get Elton out here. Um, as I say, I'll, I'll keep working towards that end. Josh, it's been a pleasure, mate, talking to you right throughout the season, and um, I've enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. Enjoy the finals. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, I've definitely uh, you've picked up an extra listener and fan for <laughs> my end, so it's been good in that regard. Awesome. Um, I enjoy listening, and um, yeah, thanks again for your time, mate. I've enjoyed it as well. Great stuff. There he is, Josh Corby from uh, the Talking League podcast. You are listening to Higher Ground.